Well, once again, towards the end of the addresses in Trinity, we come to look at Matthew's gospel, the great Jewish gospel. And we have two in one. We have Jesus calming the storm and Jesus restoring two demon-possessed men. Matthew's clearly including these stories together because he wants to make a point about Jesus and nature, Jesus and demons, and Jesus dealing with paralysis. Clearly, Jesus takes a boat in order to get to the other side of the lake where he wants to visit the area of the Gadarenes. And on his way, he encounters a storm. He's tired, clearly, or bored, or both, and has a sleep. And in the process, that Lake of Galilee, which is so easily whipped up with wind coming down from Mount Hermon and the Syrian wastes, becomes a dangerous place. What happens? The fishermen, who spend all their time usually on the lake dealing with storms and catching fish, are afraid. Why are they suddenly afraid? Are they afraid because the man that they respect and love is with them? They care about him? Are they afraid that they're going to lose their lives? We simply don't know. But clearly they are afraid and they turn to Christ saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. It's heightened by the presence of the man they trust and that makes them afraid. And he replies to them, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? You strong fishermen, why are you so afraid? And he utters a rebuke to the winds and the waves and we're told there was calmness. The men were amazed and asked one another, what kind of man is this? But the reason that Jesus does what he does is to protect those men who are with him, not to produce a miracle, but to produce calmness for them. They say, even the winds and the waves obey him. Then they arrive at the other side of the Sea of Galilee, the Lake of Galilee, into the region of the Gadarenes, part of the Decapolis, the cities around, the ten towns around the Sea of Galilee. And here we come to another experience for Jesus, which is really interesting. As he approaches the town, men who live in the tombs, in other words, marginalized outcasts, called mad or mentally deranged, and treated as such, the edge of society, not touchable, not communicable, and they approach Jesus Christ, believing presumably that there is some sense of possibility for them with this man. They're violent, we're told, and no one could pass that way because they're so afraid of the way people treat them because of their illness, that they are treated as marginalized, they become marginalized. And they say to Jesus Christ, what do you want with us, son of God? As though Jesus is there to threaten them like everybody else. You come here to torture us before the appointed time, the time that we will die and be lost. Somehow they know who Jesus is. Isn't that fascinating? Either because he's been there before, because they sense something about this man which is peaceful, tranquil, and gives them a sense 
of calm themselves, which agitates them. But it's a fantastic account of how people with this particular problem were treated on the outside, living in tomb areas, unclean areas for unclean men because their illness would be regarded as unclean. Some distance from them are pigs. And we're told the demons beg Jesus, if you drive us out, send us into the herd of pigs. Is this the men talking? Is this the fear expressed by the men? Or is this the communication that Jesus has with all the senses available to humanity? But they ask not to be abandoned, to be cast in some other area of life for them. That in itself is a fascinating discussion. Jesus says, go. Doesn't tell them where to go, go. And we're told they come out and go into the pigs and the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and died in the water. Knowing the rules of Judaism, it's quite possible that these pigs belong to non-Jews, if you think of the implication of pork and Jewish communities. So they were already another community of people. Anyway, we're told that the herd runs away in fear into the lake and drowns. Jesus has landed, been approached by marginalized people who are mentally deranged or mentally concerned. He listens to them. They can communicate with him. He gives them that sense that all will be well and their mentally deranged nature is changed. They're given some sense of peace by Christ and the Gadarene swine disappear. This is disturbing for this town and they go out to meet Jesus and when they see him they plead with him to leave their region because they're afraid. Fear, human fear comes from all kinds of sources of anxiety. We create some of it ourselves, other people create it in us, it's the unknown, it's the fact that we're not in control of how we feel, it's the threatening nature of other people or other situations and the lack of the sense of control which we have, which instigates human fear. We produce fear in others by the way we behave, they produce it in us, and in some cases, the situation itself makes us fearful, fearful. And Christ comes to assure us that whether it's the lake and the storm, or being outcasts of society, or being completely misunderstood, that God loves each one of us. That in his love, he gives us a lifeline to find our way back to him and to community and to acceptance by other people.
So these two stories, coming as they do just before our preparation for the Christmas season, remind us that we can be responsible for instilling fear in other people. We can threaten them by the way we behave and what we say. That we behave badly when threatened by others. Why? Insecurity? Lack of trust? Because we're not convinced about something or somebody? Christ guides those who believe in him to trust God. And trust is absolute that our Heavenly Father knows each one of us individually. And if our trust is to be a real trust, we need to live our lives totally believing that the pattern of Jesus Christ, his words and actions, give us the way to live with fear, to live with threatening, and above all, to live with love. Because we know, don't we, perfect love casts out fear. May we live that love ourselves and learn to deal with fear when it comes to each one of us. Amen.